Listen, I get it. You like saving in Bitcoin. But check this out. You can actually complement your HODL position by investing in Bitcoin startups. If you want additional upside and enjoy learning about angel investing, you should check out Lightning Ventures. Lightning Ventures is a great way to stack real equity in Bitcoin-only companies. They've invested in businesses you've heard about on this show, including Azteco, CrowdHealth, and Swan Bitcoin. And Lightning Ventures makes it easy to get started in the world of early stage investing. The minimum investment is only $1,000 per deal, and you only invest in the deals that make sense to you. So if you want to get a behind the scenes look at the startups you know and love, if you want a chance to support their growth, and if you want another opportunity to profit as the Bitcoin ecosystem develops, check out the 60 second application in the show notes to get started today in building a world that runs on better money. If you are engaging with, with a local business, you know, I would probably consider the idea of starting with Lightning as a payment solution versus Bitcoin as a treasury strategy, because uh, that's something that is very easy for a business owner to start immediately translating into an improvement in their bottom line. It makes sense for them. They already understand the idea of having diversified payment solutions. If you're in the U.S., most of those folks are accepting Venmo and Zelle and PayPal and a bunch of other stuff. It's not necessarily because all of those are the cheapest solution, but because their customers want to use those kinds of solutions. So you can help them understand that there's a whole community of Bitcoiners out there that they might be able to attract to their local restaurant or other local business just by making that payment rail available to people who want to use it. Welcome to the Business Bitcoinization Show, the show dedicated to helping you enrich your life and grow your business with Bitcoin, the hardest money on planet Earth. I'm your host, Josh Friedemann, and our guest today is Hector Alvero, who's a sales executive with experience in education, technology, talent development, and leadership. He's involved in a number of Bitcoin-related projects and is a contributing author at Bitcoin Magazine. One of the things that recently put Hector on the map is an article he wrote for Bitcoin Magazine called Orange Pilling Your Barber or Stylist, A Shortcut to Hyper-Bitcoinization. And soon after he wrote that article, Michael Atwood recommended him as a guest for the show. We're going to be talking about a number of different things, and I think you're going to enjoy just kind of the, the far-reaching range of the conversation. Of course, before we get to that conversation, we do have this week's Bitcoin Meetup Spotlight. And it's actually for the meetup that Hector co-hosts. Broward County Bitcoiners is a small but growing group of plebs and professionals in Florida's West Broward County. They host a monthly meetup at Wunderbar, which is followed by karaoke. Their members come from all over the globe and offer powerful testimonies to the importance of Bitcoin. The conversations continue after the meetups in the High Signal Telegram channel, where they share knowledge and work with each other on common goals. You can find them on Twitter at Bitcoin County. That link is down below, along with a link to Oshi, which you can use to find a Bitcoin meetup near you if you don't happen to be in the Broward County area. Now we're going to get to our interview with Hector right after this. Business owners, unlock the benefits Bitcoin has to offer your business with the Bitcoin for Business Quick Start Guide. This 27-page guide highlights the six ways you can grow your business with Bitcoin. Check it out in the show notes. Hector, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Josh. It's terrific to be here. Thanks for having me. So I like to start off every single interview with a few questions that help us to get to know you a little bit better and give us some insight for our own lives. So you ready for these? I am. When and how did you first learn about Bitcoin? 
Well, it was actually uh, it was on White Paper Day, Halloween in uh, 2015. Of course, I didn't know it was White Paper Day back then, but I was at a Halloween party and a brother-in-law of a buddy of mine was talking about Bitcoin. And uh, I listened. I was interested. Uh, but, you know, life was busy and uh, kind of forgot about it. Didn't pay much attention beyond that day. And then about a year later, uh, mid late 2016, it kind of came back up and uh, was interested enough just to uh, you know pick up a few sats just to see what it was all about. And then you know you know saw the 2017 market and the 2018 crash. And then a little bit after that, in 1819, is when I really started to learn more about it, uh, find out a little bit about Austrian economics, and learn a little more about what mo- money was. And um, and then of course went completely uh, uh, you know completely you know uh, down the rabbit hole. And haven't been able to get enough uh, since. And uh, now, of course, try to help as many other people as possible learn how to protect their wealth uh, with Bitcoin. Mm. What's an insight or fact about Bitcoin that you wish everyone understood? You know, I wish I wish that uh, more people thought about uh, uh, Bitcoin as money and more importantly, uh, as uh, money as being a language. Right. Um, And what do I mean by that? You know, money is a language and not only is it a language, but it's the language that speaks the loudest. And why is that? And that's because it's the language that has the most energy behind it. And because of that, Mm. it uh, generates the strongest signal with the greatest amount of fidelity. Um, So as a comparison, if we think of light, right, we could have a light bulb, we could have a spotlight and we could have a laser and all of those emit light. But the laser, right, is the strongest. Why? Because it is the one that communicates the greatest amount of energy, uh, you know, in, in out of those three. And money is the same way. We have phrases like that in English as well that sort of uh, draw a comparison between, you know, things like words and actions, right? We say uh, talk is cheap. We say uh, put your money where your mouth is. We say actions speak louder than words. And they do speak louder than words. uh, And that is because uh, money also speaks louder than actions because it might represent hundreds or thousands of actions that are all being, uh, you know, that are all being placed into this single monetary vessel um, and so I wish people recognized how powerful money is as a way to communicate intent and as a way to represent, uh, you know, things that are more than just words. I don't know if I've had anyone explain things like that before. I'm curious to get kind of that next level. Why do you think it is that money is that powerful of a signal and of a language? Well, again, I would I would go back to the fact that money uh, in its most densest form can represent potentially a limitless amount of energy that an individual or a group has expended on behalf of something that they believe in. So to give a, to give an example, right. Uh, you know, if, uh, if you, if you meet somebody, uh, you meet, you meet a beautiful woman at a bar and an hour later you tell her, will you marry me? That probably isn't going to carry a lot of weight with that person, mm-hmm. right? Because there isn't a whole lot of energy. There's not a whole lot of action that goes be, uh, behind those words. Whereas if that same person, uh, uh, you know, spends months or years saving up for a beautiful engagement ring uh, with a diamond in it that is of the uh, quality and the cut that you know that she prefers, and then you offer it to her as a, as a, as a promise of your love for the rest of your life, well, that you know represents something much much more than the words that you spoke an hour after meeting her in a bar. Uh, and money is a mechanism for, uh, you know, for, uh, manifesting all of those actions that you put into the acquisition of that money. And that's why I think that it uh, communicates a stronger signal in many cases. What is the Bitcoin resource you most recommend to other people? Well, these days I've been spending a lot of time recommending, uh, the wiser app, uh, to folks. Uh, it's a a little app you can pop on your phone and it, and it takes uh, folks down a, a journey of learning a little bit about money, a little bit about Austrian economics, a little bit about Bitcoin basics, 
uh, lightning basics, uh, dispelling some common Bitcoin FUD, like, you know, that it's used by criminals and, you know, energy, uh, you know, wasting energy. So it's a really, really great tool, especially if you just meet somebody and maybe you don't have a lot of time to talk a whole lot of Bitcoin with them. If you can give that to them as a leave behind, have them pop that on their phone and they start to go in there and play around, they're going to learn a lot of really good stuff about Bitcoin in very digestible bite-sized chunks. They're going to be able to earn some sats along the way that they can then withdraw. So it's a quick way for them to get a little bit of Bitcoin. Uh, and it's just a really nicely put together tool. That team does a great job of, of compiling and delivering uh, Bitcoin basics in a way that anybody can understand very quickly and, and, and a very accessible app. And I haven't used it yet. I think I've seen it around. Is it Y-Z-E-R? Is that correct? It is. Yeah, it's Y-Z-E-R. And I believe they have an Android version as well, uh, uh, but I know they have an iOS version. Very cool. Now, beyond Bitcoin, what is a resource tool or idea that's been helpful to you? And, you know, you can answer this in any context. I know you're involved in a lot of different things in the Bitcoin space, education, business ventures, things like that. Just a, a tool or insight or something that's been helpful to you doing the work that you do recently. Well, I'm a huge fan of Jeff Booth. And so Price of Tomorrow is something that I recommend to anybody who is trying to understand a bit more about money, the money and economics uh, underpinnings of why Bitcoin matters. Uh, but beyond that, uh, another uh, book that I recommend to folks is uh, by a guy named uh, Bob Cialdini. It's called uh, Influence. Uh, mm. He wrote this back in the 80s and uh, identified some some key factors in how to engage with folks in a way to try to win them over to your point of view. So, for example, things like uh, authority, things like social proof, which can also be related as consensus in the Bitcoin world. Uh, you know, liking, you know, you know, people uh, enjoy listening to things that people who they have things in common with uh, say uh, authority, uh, scarcity, reciprocity. So he just identifies these factors and, and it really helps to frame how you might want to approach conversations. And when it comes to trying to help influence somebody else's opinion on things like money and potentially why Bitcoin might be a better money, uh, it can be a real useful framework for um, mm. for helping prepare for those conversations and ideally be more successful in them. Now we have our final, what we call our arbitrary but insightful question, and it's this. As a general life principle, is it better to ask why or why not? Yeah, I love that question, and I love the way some of your other guests have answered it. Uh, I, uh, I lean more toward the why not. Uh, side of things uh, on for one reason is maybe what we would expect, which is it helps sort of expand the vision of what the you know, what is possible in the future. Uh, and that that I, that's a good thing for, uh, you know, you know, for anybody to think about. I also think why not is a useful question in potentially helping us avoid things that might be negative. Uh, in our lives. For example, you know, why not diversify into altcoins? Uh, there's a very good answer for that. You know, why not leave your Bitcoin on an exchange? There's a great answer for that. Why not uh, consume uh, excess sugar and seed oils and other things that might not benefit your long-term health? Uh, there's a very good answer for that. So uh, I like why not both for its uh, uh, aspirational element and also for its ability to help you potentially uh, uh, avoid uh, a path that might be destructive. Meet Linkster, your premier Bitcoin-focused advisor. Linkster caters to businesses, institutions, family offices, and high-net-worth individuals. They merge your unique financial goals and needs with Linkster's Bitcoin expertise to craft your own sustainable plan to preserve and grow the value of your hard-earned profits and retained earnings. At Linkster, it's not just advice. It's tailored execution. Connect directly with the founder by visiting Linkster.com. That's L-Y-N-C-S-T-E-R. Dot com. Linkster, secure your future with Bitcoin.
Today's episode of Business Bitcoinization is proudly brought to you by Vellus Commerce, where the future of business technology meets Bitcoin. As we journey through the era of Bitcoin and its transformational impact on businesses, there's one name that stands out. Vellus Commerce. Whether you're looking to build a cutting-edge website, a seamless mobile app, or custom software, Vellus is your go-to team. They've been diving deep into the world of Bitcoin since 2014, making them one of the most experienced groups for integrating Bitcoin and Lightning payments into a variety of digital platforms. But here's what truly sets them apart. Vellus Commerce doesn't just build. They bring a wealth of knowledge to ensure your project success from day one. Their team understands the nuances of Bitcoin, ensuring that your business stays ahead of the curve. And for all business Bitcoinization listeners out there, Vellus Commerce is offering a free consultation to kickstart your project the right way. So if you're ready to future-proof your business in the coming age of hyper-Bitcoinization, head over to VellusCommerce.com or reach out on Twitter at Vellus Commerce. Let's make sure your business thrives in the Bitcoin era. Well, Hector, we're here today to talk about a number of things. Uh, the the primary one we'll start off with and see where things go is uh, you are a contributing author at Bitcoin Magazine. You've written an article called Orange Pilling Your Barber or Stylist, A Shortcut to Hyper-Bitcoinization. It's funny because Michael Atwood actually uh, recommended you as a great person to interview for the podcast. Turns out we'd already Michael's connected right. on LinkedIn, talked about you know some other things that we might... Uh, continue talking about on this podcast in the future. But then I just heard on Bitcoin Audible, Guy Swan, reading this article and talking about it a little bit. And so uh, not only do you come recommended by a mutual friend, Michael, this article at least uh, has gotten quite a bit of uh, attention, I guess, at least via Bitcoin Audible. I'm a huge fan of this idea, and I'd love for you to just share a little bit about uh, maybe the importance of sharing about Bitcoin and maybe the strategy, why you might want to share with your barber or stylist. Like, why did you write this article and how might we benefit from taking the same approach? Uh, well, thanks. And, and uh, uh, Michael and Guy are, are terrific and uh, they've uh, always been very supportive of me. And I'm grateful to both of them for, for all of their, uh, you know, all of their encouragement. Uh, you know, the... Uh, when you come into Bitcoin, we each want to find a way that we can uh, somehow uh, benefit the space and, and somehow uh, expand the reach of Bitcoin into different parts of the world. So usually what, what happens is we, we find an area that, that we're familiar with and then we, we try to figure out how to, how to engage folks about Bitcoin in that area. So uh, um, my family has a, a background in the, in the beauty business. My father-in-law uh, started a, a company that manufactures garments for beauty salons and barbershops about 40 years ago. And I uh, took over that company a, a while back. And so as I started thinking about, well, how can I engage with, you know, with barbers about why Bitcoin might benefit them? And started thinking about, well, you know, how the Lightning Network and how, you know, instant uh, final and almost free, uh, you know, payments could be a big improvement over their current circumstances with credit cards and things like that. That was one element of what initially got me started thinking about how to engage that community about the benefits Bitcoin might bring to them. And then along the way, uh, it got me thinking about the really unique environment uh, and the really unique place in most people's lives that their barber or stylist holds with them. 
you know, as you probably saw in the article, you, you know, most people have had a relationship with their barber or stylist for many years and sometimes many decades. So there's a tremendous amount of, of trust that has been built up in that relationship. There's an environment where uh, there is a focus and there aren't a whole lot of distractions because it's it's tough to play with your phone when it's uh, when your hands are underneath that cape. And so um, uh, as I thought about it more, I realized, wow, you know, uh, not only can Bitcoin be useful to barbers from a, from a bottom line business uh, point of view, but also what an amazing place for uh, and what an amazing, uh, uh, you know, sort of group within the community that could help spread the word to people from all walks of life. Uh, about Bitcoin and about how it might benefit them. And so that's what got my uh, got my wheels turning. And that's what got me started thinking about writing that article. So you laid out a little bit in the article, but someone who's listening to this, you know, most people are getting their haircut by a professional every once in a while. It's, you know, their their spouse mm-hmm. or someone else. But what are some considerations people need to take to that type of conversation? Yeah. So much like you might take with a conversation with somebody who's, you know, not necessarily, a, 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 you know, a business or professional a, a acquaintance, uh, you should think about that person and what you know about them uh, first and foremost and approach the conversation from that angle. So um, if you're if your barber or stylist perhaps is, is somebody who's uh, maybe approaching retirement, you know, maybe there's somebody who's concerned about what well, what's going to happen when I don't have this you know income all the time and how am I going to preserve my wealth? Uh, over uh, over a long period of time, or if they're concerned about uh, you know rising costs and how that's impacting their business, uh, maybe those are some you can ask some questions around that, and that might be an entryway into uh, a Bitcoin conversation. Maybe your barber or stylist comes from a place, maybe they're a, maybe they're a recent immigrant uh, to the United States from a place where they experienced uh, censorship or authoritarianism or, uh, or or debasement of their currency. And so perhaps that creates some natural opportunities to to ask questions and to make, you know, to generate some curiosity that then leads into a conversation about Bitcoin. So it's like the old adage, you know, you know, you want to fit you want to fish with the bait, the fish are biting that day. Uh, That's a good approach, not only with your barber or stylist, but also with, you know, your mom, your friend, your your, you know, your partner, whoever it happens to be. Absolutely. I think it's, it's valuable whenever you take the time. It's, it's valuable to the person, you know, when you take the time to understand what's, what they care about and talk to them in those terms. I'm curious, I don't want to put you too much on the spot, but I recognize that the person who cuts your hair may be a family member considering the family you come from. <laughs> but have you actually had some conversations with whoever your stylist or barber is? So, so the answer is yes. And yes, uh, 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 yes, I have. And yes, that's because, so, uh, so I, I married my stylist, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, just a little under 27 years ago. Uh, so, uh, so, so, um, uh, my wife's dad is, uh, of course, you know, my, my father-in-law that started the business. So, so yeah. And, uh, but, uh, that still took some conversations, uh, sure. as, as I imagine many folks in your audience and you yourself might know, uh, sometimes the conversations with the people who are closest to you, uh, can be uh, uh, the most challenging, right? So even though you know those folks really, really well, uh, it still may take a, a number of uh, a number of discussions uh, to you know help uh, help the light come on in, in their heads and help them see why this might be something that you might want to invest some of your you know hard earned uh, you know time and wealth into. So uh, so yeah, many discussions uh, with my stylist, uh, but in our case, it was uh, you know in in the kitchen as opposed to in the uh, salon. Mm, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, I understand. So uh, another thing is uh, you've written a few articles for Bitcoin Magazine, and I'll be sure to put your um, author page in the show notes so people can check out whichever one seems most interesting to them. But you've also written about the connections between uh, Bitcoin and Pickleball. Do you get paid as a Pickleball instructor or is that something you just kind of do with with people, you know? Yeah, so uh, I, I I work with a couple of pros that that teach that that, that teach pickleball and uh, and teach lessons myself. Uh, I don't uh, I don't have uh, necessarily a, a group of students that I teach myself all the time. That's really mostly a function of uh, of limited time. Sure. <laughs> uh, these days, I, I I spend a lot of time uh, uh, doing some more direct work with uh, with uh, companies in the space and with uh, with educating uh, in the space, and so uh, it doesn't leave enough time for me to to teach, uh, you know, pickleball, uh, you know, as a, as a vocation. Um, but, um, you know, but I, I love teaching in general. So whether it's pickleball or Bitcoin or anything else, you know, anytime I get a chance to, to share some knowledge and help somebody, uh, learn something that they want to know more about, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always ready. So if people who are listening to this podcast right now don't play pickleball, they're probably, they will have already been rolling their eyes at talking about pickleball because I feel like if you're not in that world, <laughs> then people are just tired of hearing about it. But because pickleball has grown so much, there are probably people listening yeah. right now that do play. I'd be curious to know, especially kind of given that that idea of talking about Bitcoin uh, in ways that are meaningful to uh, the people you know, if you're out on the pickleball court, what are some things that uh, pickleball players might be able, who are Bitcoiners, might be able to talk about uh, when it comes to Bitcoin and how it relates to pickleball with the people they're playing with? Yeah, so you know, there's there are a number of uh, you know parallels uh, you know between uh, between the two sports, right? So um, one thing that that folks really really like about pickleball uh, is uh, is is how inclusive it is. Uh, you know, you know, really, you know, uh, you know, anybody can play. You know, whether it's a uh, you know a kid playing against their parents. Uh, or the grandparents, or somebody who's in a wheelchair uh, playing against somebody who's uh, you know walking around on on two legs, uh, you know these kind of folks uh, uh, end up on the pickleball court uh, uh, together in, in many cases. So it doesn't matter uh, you know your age, or in many cases even uh, your skill level. Uh, uh, you know people can engage and have a, a great time and have an enjoyable experience uh, in pickleball. Uh, and so we all know that that's the same thing about Bitcoin, right? You know, it's uh, it's an opt-in network, and anybody who opts in is going to be is going to be received as long as they're uh, following the rules of the network. Uh, pickleball lends itself to that kind of very broad, you know, inclusivity. Or things like uh, proof of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of people come to pickleball from other racket sports, and sometimes they show up and they uh, kind of have the uh, you know uh, I, I just heard about Bitcoin, and I'm here to fix it. They have the same thing. I'm here. I just heard about pickleball, and I'm a great tennis player, so I'm going to show you a thing or two. Uh, and then they very quickly find out that there are some different kinds of skills and techniques that you're going to need to learn to be uh, successful. And if you don't put in the time, if you don't put in and and, and show that proof of work that you uh, understand uh, what it takes to be successful in pickleball, uh, they're likely to be surprised by how quickly somebody else is going to put them on the sidelines. So that's just a couple of examples. Uh, uh, There's a few more uh, in in the article for those that are interested, but uh, it's just a very social game. It's a lot of fun. Uh, There's usually some, some, uh, you know, little chunks of time in between games uh, that lend themselves toward those kind of conversations about, again, creating curiosity about Bitcoin. Uh, So I've just found it to be a great sport. Uh, not just for uh, for the enjoyment of the sport itself, uh, but for for the ability to spark up conversations around Bitcoin. Now, do you still own the business that uh, your father in law passed on to you? Are you still kind of like managing that in the day to day? So, so my wife manages it more in the in the day to day now. 
Uh, uh, so yeah, you know, so of course it's still our family business, so I'm still connected to it. Uh, but, but these days, uh, a lot more of my time is, is spent in the, in the Bitcoin world than directly in the, in, in the world of, uh, of the barber case. And, and, and as much as you can, I'd love to hear a little bit about how you're kind of pushing forward education and adoption in the Bitcoin space in just a second. But I'm also curious to know if y'all have talked about, um, how to incorporate Bitcoin into the family business. Is that a topic that you've brought up yet? Or, uh, I don't know. I just like to hear your thoughts there. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, um, so the platform, uh, so I started looking into, you know, just being able to accept Bitcoin payments directly. Uh, the platform uh, that I, uh, th- that we're currently on, that we're cu- currently hosting the website on, uh, they had an integration with OpenNode, but that integration turned out that it didn't work. <laughs> so, uh, uh, unfortunately, so with our platform, so uh, so we're actually in the in the middle of uh, of migrating to uh, to another platform that we know has a, a handful of integrations that we know do work, so that we can accept Bitcoin and Lightning uh, uh, payments directly. Uh, and then, of course, I also had a conversation with Michael uh, over at Oshi. Uh, to uh, to at least in the meantime be able to accept uh, you know accept uh, you know folks who want to go on and they want to buy the gift cards and get a nice discount on their capes uh, they can buy those at Oshi and then they can use those on our site in the meantime while we're making that migration uh, and eventually uh, I plan to also uh, you know look into the rewards product uh, that they are developing as well uh, you know to to sort of drive additional customer loyalty and that sort of thing so uh, so we have uh, we have some solutions now we're going to have a much more uh, a tight uh, integration. Uh, uh, here uh, pretty soon. And uh, yeah, moving forward, you know, we want to be a, a Bitcoin company uh, and plan to hold that Bitcoin in our treasury. And, uh, you know, we, you know, we just believe that that's the, uh, that's the best way to, to future proof your, uh, your, your business against, uh, you know, monetary uh, uh, devaluation. So, um, uh, you know, and I recommend that to any business and we're planning on being on that road very soon. So then a couple more things in follow up. First of all, have you found that people are interested in paying with Bitcoin or maybe have you found that Bitcoiners are now purchasing from uh, the store, even though they weren't previously? Like what, what's the interest been in actually paying with Bitcoin? Yeah. So, uh, you know, so it's uh, it's small, uh, small percentages, sure. uh, you, you know, these days, you know, I, I would say low single digits uh, is probably where it's at. Uh, I think that that is uh, as much a function of of, uh, of the need for education in the space uh, and as well as an awareness that, hey, this just this is possible. So mm-hmm. a little bit of that is the limitation that we don't have a real easy way for folks to uh, pay with Bitcoin right now. I'm interested to see how that ramps up once we've got that, you know, kind of uh, completely integrated payment solution. Uh, but education is a big part of it as well. So uh, that's another element of what I intend to bring to uh, to the community is to to start up a you know group, a virtual meetup, if you will, uh, and invite barbers and salon owners to come and learn. Hey, here's how Bitcoin can benefit your business as a salon owner, and oh, and oh, as well. Here's a way that you can engage with us as uh, as one of your uh, you know one of your your vendors and your trusted partners for for garments. Uh, you know, we're going to give you the opportunity to engage uh, engage with us in that way as well. And so, uh, you know, there's an opportunity there for education and I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to taking that on. And one more thing before we get to the education piece, if you could, if you're okay with it right now, would you share with us the platform that you found does seem to integrate well with Bitcoin related services so that any business owners who are interested in using it know kind of where to go and can skip over some of the ones that don't work quite as well? Yeah, so the one that that we're uh, uh, migrating to is uh, Shopify. Okay, uh, you know they've got a few uh, a few different integrations that work. Uh, that you know they've got one with Ibex, they've got, they've got one with OpenNode, they've got one with Strike. Uh, so that just seems to be a, a more uh, a robust uh, you know sort of ecosystem of of solutions that can uh, you know give business owners a you know a certain amount of choice as to you know who they want to align themselves with to uh, to accept Bitcoin payments. Um, and so we're we're looking forward to uh, to to moving our uh, our our business over there. 
Great, great. Now, what what else are you doing uh, that, that you that you care to share about right now, as far as education in the space and just helping helping with adoption, maybe locally or more broadly? Yeah, thanks. Uh, so, uh, so aside from you know sort of the cape related stuff, uh, you know, so uh, recently uh, I started having conversations with the folks over at uh, uh, Me Bitcoin, mm. um, which is the group down in El Salvador yeah. that uh, started a, a Bitcoin education initiative after the uh, law was passed in twenty twenty one. So they are in the process of uh, expanding that initiative uh, uh, globally. And, you know, because of the success that they've had in El Salvador, they've had folks inquiring from other Central American com- uh, uh, countries, uh, uh, places in, in, uh, in Africa, uh, places in the U.S. And uh, they realize that there's just a tremendous need for this kind of, uh, of program uh, even beyond El Salvador. So uh, they started developing their curriculum and expanding it so that they could make it available uh, open source to uh, anybody who wants to use it. And uh, I've got some uh, uh, training and development and, and formal and informal education uh, 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 experience in my background and uh, uh, connected with them about uh, uh, helping to develop a, a, a teacher training and onboarding program so that folks who are interested in then teaching the Bitcoin diploma uh, in other places can uh, have some set of tools, uh, you know, you know, call it a, you know, a guide, if you will, for uh, how should you prepare teachers to then deliver this content to students all over the world so that they can have the same, you know, have a level of consistency and have the same kind of experience uh, as if they were maybe learning it in, uh, you know, in the, you know, sort of the Genesis block, you know, the home node of, uh, of Mipedimed Bitcoin in, uh, in El Salvador. Excellent. Well, I appreciate all that you've shared with us today. I feel like we've kind of uh, been all over the place looking forward to future conversations with you. What are some final thoughts that you might want to share with business owners or people who are just looking to get out there and talk with people that they care about, that they interface with every day about Bitcoin? Just final thoughts, recommendations, words of encouragement. Sure. Uh, well, as far as uh, engaging with business owners, uh, you know, you know, think about what's most important to them. Right. Uh, this might go for everybody, but especially with business owners. And if you are engaging with, with a local business, uh, I, you know, I would probably consider the idea of starting with uh, lightning, lightning as a payment solution versus, uh, you know, maybe Bitcoin as a treasury strategy. Uh, because uh, that's something that is very easy for a business owner to start immediately translating into an improvement in their bottom line. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes sense for them. They already understand the idea of having diversified payment solutions. If you're in the U.S., most of those folks are accepting Venmo and Zelle and PayPal and a bo- bunch of other stuff. It's not necessarily because all of those are the cheapest solution, but because their customers uh, you know, want to use those kinds of solutions. So you can help them understand that there's a whole community of Bitcoiners out there that they might be able to attract to their local restaurant or other local business just by making that payment rail available to people who want to use it. Uh, you know, and maybe more broadly, think about those ways that you can ask questions and understand who it is that you're approaching about that conversation. You know, uh, Teddy Roosevelt has a great quote, which is, uh, you know, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Well, one way that you demonstrate to folks that you care enough about them to present them something that's going to be worth their time, in this case, understanding a little bit about Bitcoin, is by starting with some questions uh, that helps them reveal the things that matter to them and then presenting them with uh, information that is in the context mm. of what they've shared with you. Uh, that's a very easy way to to get them to listen uh, and not necessarily make them feel like you're just up on your soapbox trying to you know tell them about the latest, greatest thing that you just found out about. Sure. I appreciate those words of insight and encouragement. Where can people go to find out more about you and your work? Uh, thanks. You, you know, most of the time you can see me on uh, on Twitter, which is just, you know, my first name, last name, Hector Alvero. 
Same thing on LinkedIn. Uh, you can find me on Noster. Uh, 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 Hector at NosterVerified.com uh, is my NIT5 uh, over there. So, uh, you know, any or all of those you can find me on, um, you know, hit me up if you have questions, if you if you have a need. Uh, by the way, if you, if you have a barber or stylist who you have orange pilled and you've gotten them to accept Bitcoin for, uh, you know, you know, or lightning for for payments, uh, you know, shoot me a DM on, on Twitter. Uh, I've sent out some uh, we, we started making some Bitcoin uh, barber logo capes. Nice. Uh, with the big Bitcoin B on there a handful of months ago. Uh, and folks have reached out to me, uh, well, as far away as, uh, as, as far away as Australia, uh, and the UK and, and several places in the States. And we've made arrangements to, uh, you know, send out a Cape to, uh, uh to their barber stylist, uh, so that, uh, they can use that in turn as a conversation starter with their clients for, uh, you know, for talking with them about Bitcoin. So it's just one small thing that we're trying to do to, uh, to help people spread the word uh, from within, you know, the the salon and barbershop environment. Excellent. Well, Hector, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Josh. I appreciate you having me. Well, friends, it's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Business Bitcoinization Show. If you want to reach out to either me or Hector, you can find those links down in the show notes. And be sure to check out his author page for Bitcoin Magazine down below as well. As always, keep building, keep growing. And until next time, keep living and leading well. If you're a regular listener of the podcast, thank you. If you want to take a further step in your support for the show, you can help us grow by listening on Fountain, a value for value podcast app on iOS or Android. If you hear something you like that you disagree with or anything else, you can share it by sending some sats and adding a comment with your thoughts. Some of you have already done this and I appreciate it. I'm going to begin reading your boosts on upcoming episodes. So if you have some insight or value to add, let the people know. Getting started with Fountain is easy. You can add Bitcoin to your Fountain wallet by using your fiat accounts or any lightning wallet and one of my favorite features is that once you're using the app you can earn sats just by listening on fountain check out the link in the show notes to get started with fountain today